I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 262. Hello and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I am on week four of a four-week sabbatical from writing new podcast episodes. I am, however, re-releasing a few of my most popular podcasts. Now, four specific areas have impacted my decision to take this small break, and I have covered each reason over the last three weeks. I'm doing this because my story may intersect with yours, and maybe God will speak to you in this area uh, that intersects. Now, the four areas for me are laying down pride and fear, family trauma and transition, work schedule overload, and obedience. And I've spoken briefly at the beginning of the last three episodes regarding those first three categories, but today we're going to talk about just straight up obedience. Okay, so a friend of mine actually suggested considering taking a sabbatical because of one of her pastors in her past had the annual of habit of doing so, and she remembered how it impacted him, and she always thought it was wise. And I remember the day that she suggested it. I mean, she couldn't see my face because we use this app called Voxer. And basically, you leave a voice message and then you can respond when you have a chance. If if only she could have seen my face because I totally disagreed with the idea. And I'm sure that it showed on my face when I was listening to the Voxer. But I was on a roll and periodically I played repeats, but it didn't, It you know, I just didn't think a set period of time off was necessary. But then after she she suggested it, I felt the tug of the Holy Spirit just kind of bringing it back up to my mind, even though I had quickly dismissed it at first. uh, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was bringing it back up, bringing it back up, bringing it back up. And one day I asked her face to face, why did you suggest the sabbatical thing? Was it because you feel like I lost my groove or something? And you know, she is a regular listener and I value her opinion. And she said that it wasn't that. But quietly nodded when I asked, did you feel led by the Holy Spirit to suggest it? (laughs) Shoot. Okay, then, as an act of obedience, if that is what you are suggesting, then, Lord, I yield to you and I will step out in obedience, despite my pride and fear, as discussed a few weeks ago. And wouldn't you know, with the workload and family transitions and all those other things that kind of came into play, of course, the Father knew that all of this was coming down the pike. And this time off has served me well. I will, however, be releasing new content beginning next week. I'm really excited about it. But without further ado, here's the replay inspired by Hillsong Worship's What a Beautiful Name. See you on the, on the back end. One of my favorite things to do is to study the names of God. In fact, my youngest daughter, Meredith, has even published a few podcasts of her own called More Than a Name, where she talks about different names of God. You know, we can learn so much about God when we study his names. And I was inspired by Hillsong Worship's new song, What a Beautiful Name, to explore a couple of the names of God this week. The song specifically refers to Jesus, so we're going to start with how we see Jesus 
in the beginning. You were the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation. Now revealed in you, our Christ. What a beautiful name it is. John describes Jesus this way when he calls him the Word. In John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, he says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Now, we're going to get into the idea here of the Trinity. The doctrine of the Trinity can be summarized like this. God eternally exists as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and each person is fully God, and there is one God. Now, I am no theologian, but I do know that much of what we're going to be looking at today in Scripture supports the doctrine of the Trinity and makes sense in light of the doctrine of the Trinity, okay? The word Trinity is not mentioned in in God's Word, but it is implied. And if you're seeking a more detailed resource on this topic, I can recommend Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. And since I know you're a podcast listener, he has a podcast that details his teaching on the Trinity over four one-hour episodes. You got that? Four hours. (laughs) Can you see why I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty today? But I want you to get into the nitty-gritty. It will help you as you read God's Word in the future. I'm going to link to both the book and the podcast in my show notes for today's episode. You can find that at michellekneezat.com forward slash 158. Back to John chapter 1. The name for Jesus here is Logos. Logos is a Greek word translated word, right? So in the beginning was the word. But John is using it here as a name of Jesus in this passage. So our song, this passage, and this name will eventually send us to Genesis, to the beginning. But we learn a great deal about Jesus when we unpack this passage and this name. And let's slow down a little bit and do that. In the beginning, the Word already existed. You know, Jesus, the Son, He is God in human form. So He was not created in the beginning because He already existed, because He's God. And it says, the Word was with God. Again, although it is mysterious to our minds, God is distinctly three persons and yet one God. So Jesus, the Word, Logos. He was with God in the beginning. I love the word with here. A friend of mine has been pondering this word for a while. So this is for you, Christina. But the word was with God, you know, not just by his side, but together in intention, having the same mind and purpose, moving forward in the same direction. He was with God in a way we can We never can be because of the next statement. So, and the word was God. You see, we can, we can join God and we can, we can 
he can be alongside us and he came to be with us. It says so in his, in another name of his, but we are not God. So Jesus, he was with God. The word was with God and the word was God. Jesus, Logos is God. And this is extremely important truth to hold on to as you consider Jesus, our savior, Emmanuel, God with us. And you know, he existed in the beginning with God, it says. So it's important to focus in on on any area of scripture, by the way, that offers up repetition. So this is the second time in two verses that it talks about Jesus being with God in the beginning. And then it goes on to say, God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. This is a perfect opportunity to go ahead and head to Genesis to look at the beginning and the story of creation. Because not only was Jesus, the word, Logos, with God, but everything was created through him. What an amazing thought. So let's head over to Genesis 1-1 where it's very familiar to us. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the Hebrew word for God here is Elohim. And El means mighty or strong, but it's the ending of this name of God that gives it significance. You see, El- Elohim, Him is a plural ending, meaning more than one. So this plural name of God does not mean that there is more than one God. Deuteronomy 6, 4 says it this way. The Lord, uh, the Hebrew word for Lord here is, is Jehovah. So Jehovah is our God, Elohim. The Lord is one. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit created the heavens and the earth. Now we already saw in John chapter 1 that God created everything through the word. And Colossians 1.16 reiterates it. It says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. So that was Colossians chapter 1. But let's jump back to Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So God spoke, and the Spirit moved, and through Christ, all things were created. So each part of the Godhead had part had a part in God. The, in creation. Now, further further on in Genesis chapter 1, in verse 26, it says, Then God said, then Elohim said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Elohim said, Let us. They were together. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were with each other in creation. So Elohim, the triune God, is our creator. And with a word, he spoke creation into existence. With a word, he fashioned us in his image. He wove us together in our mother's womb. 
What a God. And so when you sing the name of Jesus, you must know he is the word. He is Lagos and he is Elohim. And it makes me want to sing praise to this beautiful name. is the name above all names. He was not only there in the beginning, but his name is above all names. Let's head over to Philippians chapter 2 to discover what the significance of this name above all names should have on our own lives because it makes a difference in our lives, not just a knowledge, but it's going to make a difference in how we live. So Philippians 2 verse 1 through 11, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Though he was God, the Word, Logos, Elohim, From before the beginning, with God in the beginning, he was God, but he gave up his divine privileges and came down as a human being, Emmanuel, God with us. Not just that. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. And because of this, our scripture says, therefore, God elevated him, giving him the name above all names. This name, Jesus, it's so much more than just a reference point to know who we're talking about. It's not like, oh, that's Michelle over there. No, this name, every time you utter it in praise, every time you invoke it in prayer, you are saying everything about him that we have learned today and so much more. Through Jesus, all things were created. Jesus, Elohim, fashioned us in his image. Jesus gave up his privileges. Jesus took on flesh bondage, the humble position of a slave. Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice, his life as an act of obedience. Jesus was with God. Jesus is God. Every time you say you belong to Jesus, this is what you're saying. Any relationship with God includes all of this. So then Paul is saying this to us. Agree, love, work together, 
Be unified. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Esteem others higher than yourself. Look out for the interest of others. Have the same attitude as Jesus, the Word, Logos, Elohim, the Creator God. Bow your knee and declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's a high calling. It's a a powerful name. Don't ignore it. Don't misuse it. Worship it. Worship the name of Jesus. Learn more about his name. Study the name of Jesus. Trust him. Trust in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. So what's next? I spent time in three key areas today. John chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, and then Philippians chapter 2. You don't have to do that. You could, if you wonder, if you want a place to go, pick those three chapters and go and, and study. Just go over what we what we read today. But you can look up other names of God and you can research those. I encourage you to journal, to sing, to pray, to meditate on a name or many names of God. You know, ask God what about each name should impact the way you view him. I've not forgotten your bites for the week, by the way. The Bible interaction tool exercises that I used this week were to consult a commentary, I followed some cross-references, and I journaled a little bit. And I even made a list. I shared it with you just now. You, I'm not sure if you heard it, but um, I listed out what Paul indicated was our role in light of the name above all names. And above all this, uh, let this song inspire you to get into the Word of God. And not so you can increase your knowledge alone, but so that knowledge can lead to understanding and understanding can lead to relationship and relationship can lead to worship. Your theology, your study of God needs to lead to doxology, your worship of God, not out of duty or regulation or ritual, but out of a deeper understanding of who this God is that you are lifting your praise to. And what a beautiful, wonderful powerful name it is. Well, I hope you enjoyed that replay. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat or on Facebook. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. Let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently. I will call you all by name in March when I return from my podcast sabbatical. But in the meantime, new subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. It's a great place to start. And subscribers also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out. Uh, You get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the resources I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. And have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Well, this encourages me, of course, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. And of course, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. We're also on Joy 103.1 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can follow us on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. 
Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be back with new episodes, and I'll be using the song New Wine by Hillsong Worship. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellenizat.com forward slash 262. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.